Welcome to Taco Strong Talks Podcast. This is Kevin Cruz. Um, I'm going to be reviewing today the movie Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. It's a movie that's very, very split down the middle when it comes to reviews and ratings. I fall on the side that I actually liked the movie. I really enjoyed how close to the game it was. I'm not talking bad about any... Uh, about the other movies that came out but this is a total revamp of the series it takes place during the raccoon city incident uh 1998 i think and it's more true to the game if you play the games you know that uh the first and second game take place at different times and with those different times that's not the case here the case here is that both events take place simultaneously. Um, casting's great. I enjoyed every character. A lot of them didn't really look like they did on the game, but I still enjoyed the depiction of the characters. For example, Leon. Leon is portrayed as this bumbling idiot who doesn't really know what he's doing. I believe if there's a sequel, that that's going to be a little bit rectified. Um, Chris's portrayal is spot on. Chief Irons is, is definitely spot on to the T. He's actually really funny. Um, Claire. I have no complaints about Claire. I actually don't have any complaints about anybody. So... We're beginning the story at uh, the events of Raccoon City, how they began with Claire riding into town. Only difference is in the game, she's riding on a motorcycle. In the actual movie, she is riding in a semi with a truck driver that's portrayed in the game as someone who got bit. And loses control of his vehicle, but that's going to come later in the movie. Um, it, sh it totally has a nice nostalgic feeling to it, just with the music. Um, you have uh, you have songs by the Cardigans, um, Journey, and a couple others. Um, so Claire's riding in, the uh, the guy driving the semi is just there talking shit about, about what's going on in Raccoon City, how it's a town that's failed, why would you want to go back, all of that. When, when that happens, you're not paying attention to the road, he ends up hitting a woman on the road. Who gets up and walks away when they're not looking. Turns out that this lady is a zombie. Um, with the driver, there's gonna there's a dog in the back seat, which is a Doberman. Um, it's kind of a let's see. It's kind of like a what what's the word I'm looking for? 
foreshadowing of the Cerberus zombie dogs. Those fast annoying dogs that can be killed in like one or two shots, but they're just hard to catch or aim at. Um, so the dog comes out, starts starts eating the remains. She left the she left a pile of blood, so dog's eating that. Goes back into the vehicle, and so they end up on their way to Raccoon City. Trip is finished. The whole she realizes the whole town's a ghost town. Nobody's outside doing anything, and uh, so she ends up going to Chris's house. They have dialogue about like you need to get out of Raccoon City because she knows this guy who is a internet blogger. You they you, they had like those really big computers so you can see him making videos and all that stuff and uh she ends up talking to her brother about her brother doesn't uh believe her he ends up getting called called into the station to go investigate the spencer mansion and he leaves her she ends up getting on his motorcycle riding around and the atmosphere of the movie is really good it has the raccoon city feel to it um there's a lot of easter eggs going back to the game and then we meet leon in a diner he's sleeping he's obviously probably hungover and then you have the stars members wesker jill i don't know who the, i think it was just wesker and jill uh, they're just messing with him because he's sleeping. They're like balancing stuff on his head and all that. And so it's revealed that that Leon ended up having to transfer departments because he shot his partner in the ass, which is which is a funny revelation. Um, he's always tired and sleeping all the time, so that's that's kind of an ongoing thing in the movie. So they end up they end up going to the um, station. Chief Irons decides to uh, call a meet in the stars room. Leon go shows up. He tells Leon to get the fuck out of there. Uh, and then Chief Irons um, just starts briefing them about the Spencer man mansion. And they end up they end up going out there. Chief Irons is actually really really similar to his counterpart in the game. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't really show much of the creepiness with the taxidermy and the kidnapping the girls, but he he's a dick, and he's actually comic relief up until he gets his shit pushed in by a liquor. Um, so Leon is sleeping in the front of the RPD, Raccoon City Police Department, and... He's there to take reports and all that stuff. And as he's sleeping, the 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 same guy who uh who drove Claire to Raccoon City decides to eat a cheeseburger. So he's trying to eat this cheeseburger. Then his he offers some to his dog. His dog bites him instead. Dogs are already infected. 
with the virus. So he ends up, um, he, he ends up transitioning into the zombie state, drives into the, uh, Raccoon City Police Department, and he's walking in, and he's on fire, but he's just walking in like it's nothing, and Leon, Leon is still asleep through all of this, and it's, it's, it's a very funny part. Chief Irons ends up shooting the zombie in the head, and that's what wake, wakes Leon up, and Leon is just dumbstruck, he doesn't know what to do, so he feels like he has to still follow policy, and stuff like that. Well, meanwhile, Chief Irons is on his way out. He's saying, Leon, you're in charge. He's like, what do I do? He's like, just fucking survive, dude. And then it goes back to Claire being, going back to Chris's house, trying to figure out what's going on. While she's walking in, she sees a mom and a kid at the door. She's scratching at the window with bloody fingernails. Um, as she goes into the house... She uh, walks around, realizes the kid is under under a bed at Chris's house. It's actually a table. And the kids, you can tell the kid's already been bitten, infected. And then it's a pretty cool scene because, uh, because Claire's got her attention focused on the kid. And in the background, you see a lady running towards the back door which is made of glass and she just pump most through the glass and it's a pretty scary scene she's just saying itchy itchy tasty which is a throwback to or callback to the first game where you pick up a journal and it's a guy documenting everything that's happening after he's been bitten then the scene transitions to the Spencer Mansion, they go inside, all of that, and pretty good scene that they have is a scene with Chris in the hallway, um, it's actually well done, it just shows how much of a badass he is, he's just shooting zombies, and then the lights turn off, and then more zombies show up when the lights come on, and he has to shoot them, and then he's out of bullets, this one zombie's just going towards him. Lights keep coming on and off. And every time the lights come back on, the zombie comes closer. And then whenever it's right in front of him, the lights turn back on. The zombie's nowhere to be seen. So he turns around and it's one of those jump scares. But it's a it's a, it's a jump scare that actually has a end to it. It's very It's a very climactic jump scene. Because it's not a fake out scare. So then that we transition to uh, Jill and Wesker in the piano room. And it shows that Wesker knows the codes to the bookshelf with the closet behind it. And Jill's like, how do you know that? And. They start, Wesker starts saying, well, I need the money. They offered me money, all of this. So she feels betrayed. And then with that, um, it goes back to uh, Leon in the police department, still not knowing what the fuck to do. And 
as as he walks back to the uh, parking lot, Chief Irons comes back, and then that's when you have the dog scene. The the zombie dogs they're really fast. Before they're but before they attack Chief Irons, they end up getting saved by Claire with the shotgun. And so when that happens, they look for places to load ammo and all that stuff. Leon ends up in a in a jail cell or beside a jail cell talking to the guy who happened to be the same guy that Claire saw on the internet saying all this stuff. And Leon's just fumbling, trying to get keys, and he's asking him, What are you in for? You're a dangerous criminal, why should I let you out? And the guy just keeps antagonizing him, talking shit and all that stuff. And as soon as he gets the right key, the guy ends up getting bitten, eaten by a zombie. Claire comes down, shoots a zombie. Then Leon loads loads his ammo up. The zombie starts moving, so he just keeps firing at it. Then it transitions to a scene in the hallway of the Raccoon City Police Department where, uh, where they're walking. And and they come across uh, what's her name? Ah, damn it! Her name's Lisa Trevor. Lisa Trevor was uh, somebody who Claire had encountered in the past. She happened to be a, an experiment at the orphanage that she was staying at. Uh, Lisa Trevor is basically the daughter of a scientist who. Help fund uh, Umbrella. They ended up kidnapping the sci- the scientist and his wife and his daughter. Killed them both. Lisa Trevor was the one who was experimented on. She's practically invincible. Super strength, all of that. And as Leon sees her, she's got a hood on. The hood is made of human skin. And... Uh, he ends up spotting her. She points up, then she disappears. And as they're walking down the hallway, a liquor comes and takes Chief Irons. Chief Irons' head falls off. And before they're attacked by the liquor, Lisa Trevor saves them and crushes its brain. And she ends up. Well, Claire ends up recognizing her, asking her the way to the Spencer Mansion, because she had gotten the intel before that Chris is over there. So she ends up finding finding her the key and opening the door for her. And before, before they enter, Lisa acknowledges Claire by her name. Going back to the mansion, through the library case where the secret entrance is Wesker ends up in a lab where he comes across William Birkin, Annette Birkin and Sherry Birkin he ends up shooting William Birkin and ends up shooting Annette doesn't want to shoot Sherry but before Birkin dies he ends up taking a virus to heal himself and he turns into the Birkin monster which we all know from 
Resident Evil 2. If you haven't played it, I would look it up. It's a very scary site. Now, William Birkin has history with Chris and Claire because he was the one that ran the orphanage that they stayed in after their parents died. Uh, William followed Chris throughout his life when he was in the military, when he graduated police academy, and he put in a recommendation for him to be in stars. So he, he was the one that would kidnap these kids and conduct experiments on them. He's just a very, very shitty guy. And so he ends up becoming the Birkin monster. And at that time, Chris and Jill come down and save Sherry and run away from William. William is just there taunting Chris about how he was never really his son and all of that. And then transitions to a Leon and Claire where they somehow end up in the mansion. And they meet up with uh, Chris and Joe. And meanwhile, still being pursued by uh, William Birkin. And this... Uh, this culminates on a train. William Birkin ends up turning into just a blob of flesh and keeps growing because that's what the virus does. It replicates DNA and becomes and it becomes its own living being. So you see it growing teeth and having a big eye and all that. And he ends up breaking into the train and trying to get Sherry. Sherry stands behind Chris, and then Leon finds a rocket launcher. Leon fires the rocket launcher, ending William Birkin. And then that's when the town of si the town of Raccoon City gets nuked by the thermal thermogenic bomb. Is what it's called, not a nuclear bomb. So they end up off. All four survivors plus Sherry end up coming out of a tunnel, and that's where the movie ends. A lot of people didn't like this movie because it mixed in events from the first and second movie. I, for one, really like this movie. I just enjoyed... It's basically a fun shoot 'em up which is what a Resident Evil movie should be. It had its horror elements. I enjoyed the horror elements. It had great jump scares. The imagery was awesome. The zombies looked awesome. Um, I believe that this sequel is going to blow everyone's expectations. And I'm just... It's one, of, it's one of my guilty pleasures. I love that movie. People say it's a bad movie because they mix the events. They didn't have key characters like Mr. X, which is a T-103... The first tyrant, uh, what's his name? The nemesis, which I'm curious to see how they'll incorporate all that. There's an end credit scene where Wesker, having been shot, ended up dying, was brought back to life. It shows Ada Wong is the one who brought him back to life. So they're going to continue that story. So yeah, if you guys... I definitely liked the movie. A lot of people didn't, but 
liked their opinion. Like I said, it's going to be a good sequel if it happens. Hopefully the backlash isn't bad enough to where they don't have a sequel. But yeah, if, if you think any different, add a comment to this uh, podcast and let me hear your opinion and what you'd like to see in the sequel. I, for one, would like to see definitely see the Nemesis, definitely see the T-103, which is Mr. X. Maybe the giant spiders. The giant spiders are always awesome in my book. Maybe incorporate Carlos. If he's anything like the Resident Evil 3 remake, that's the Carlos that I like. I don't know. The, from the first original game, I feel like the Carlos was too stereotypical. A, a stereotypical Hispanic, just forced accent and all that. So, yeah. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you. I'm doing my best to get equipment to make my podcast sound better. And check out Frontline Optics. Frontline Optics is a firefighter-owned company that sells sunglasses, all polarized. I haven't seen any prices over 50 bucks, But they're definitely on par with the other brands that are over 100 you know the ones. And yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you to Anchor for letting me put this uh, podcast together. And stay tuned because I'm going to be doing another episode with Skinny Groove on Halloween Ends, which is a, which is another movie with mixed reviews that I also liked. So yeah. Thank you very much and thanks for listening.